3: Was there Billy the goal Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee
2: Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Steve, Steve Simmonson's boots now. He's missed Steve Simmonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears.
3: Huddersfield town a promoted. Sniffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that chance!
4: Good evening and welcome to episode 129 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast recorded in front of a live YouTube studio audience. This past week, it's a familiar story in football and a familiar lineup on the pod. We've had less offers than a drunken Stoke fan from Michael Harefully and you don't need to wait for a report from Sue Gray to realize that we've got four smashing whoppers on tonight's episode. Uh, we've got the only man who goes to Spain and never comes back with a suntan. It's Mr. Richard Kosmala. You okay there, mate? I'm good,
0: Matt. I don't think your audio is, though, mate. If, if <laughs> unless it's just
4: me. It's echoing, man. Is it? Okay. Another man who avoids the sun at all costs, it's Dan Poser <clears throat> And a pleasure to have with us uh, England youth keeper and Kirk Eaton's finest, it's Phil Senior. And bringing you rays of sunshine and nonsense, I'm Matt Shaw. If my audio's dodgy online, let me know and I'll see what I can do about it, but there's probably not a lot now that we're live. Um, but it's usually fine when it comes through my laptop onto the live thing. It's just in this... Uh, Wirecast Rendezvous thing. And I'll be be lodging a complaint on your behalf on on Monday morning, because one of you, either of you. Uh, Right, guys. So as always, this episode is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, If you use the code A-H-T-T-C-10 at magicrockbrewing.com at the checkout, you'll get 10% off courtesy of us if you buy anything online. Uh, And also, happy birthday to my mate David Effie Taylor as well. So it's his birthday today. So we all wish Dave a happy birthday. Right, guys, let's get into... Uh, the game so we'll start with Huddersfield Town 1 Stoke City 1 uh, I think from watching uh, the game uh, Levi Colwell was uh, a pretty bad miss uh, Pippa as well uh, another injury um, excellent first half from town I thought guys um, Josh Karoma was uh, Andy Hinchcliffe thought we should have been sent off every five minutes apparently from uh, what people are saying on Sky uh, I still you know, I still remember Andy Hinchcliffe sulking that time when Chris Lerva scored a penalty and he was quite angry that a German had the audacity to score a penalty at Hillsborough. But uh guys, what did you make of that first half? Pause, what did you reckon to uh the first half in particular? I thought town looked fantastic, to be honest.
5: Yeah, I think we were on, mate. I think we got at Stoke well, created a few chances. Um, I think we got very lucky. I think um this Stoke should definitely have had a penalty, and I think Karum should have. I've definitely been sent off. Um yeah, that that tackle I've seen I see a few people sort of say that he kind of uh, just put, put his leg out rather than making a stamping movement towards it, which I do kind of get but he's he's it might be he? and he's, he's very lucky there to get to get away with uh, well he didn't even get a yellow card did he in the end I don't even know. Did he even give a free kick? I can't remember. No, um, yeah apart from that it he were good for a throw in a far so. Um yeah, I thought we played really well, moved the ball well. Um Robert Thomas put a great cross in at one nil. Um and Ward just sort of flashed it past the post and if that goes in at two nil you're thinking it were Roman and dry, but very similar to, to Swansea and as I'm sure we'll move on to the second half performance later in the fact that we, we never really got going second half and, you know, still got a foothold in the game. We we didn't really do what to, to nullify to nullify that threat and again it was just inevitable really that at some point there were they were going to score and uh, yeah disappointing to come away with a draw um, especially after going 1-0 up at home with a really good first half performance but keeps the unbeaten run going um, so yeah I suppose depending on if your glass is half full or half empty how you, how you see things after that I suppose Go on
4: Phil you take over from there
2: It was funny wasn't it it was such a such a strange game and you know went in at half time and everyone's talking about how well we played and the positives from the game the um the Chrome tackle, it, it has drawn a bit, you know, it's kind of divided a lot of people. I actually thought and, and people can disagree, etc but he hasn't gone towards the player. I thought it was going away from the player and hung his leg out. I don't think it was ascending off at all but again, it's, it just shows, do not it, opinions that goes to VAR and you've got someone sat behind the camera and They've got to make a decision and it's what's the interpretation of dangerous play. For me, that's not dangerous. That's going to maybe graze his leg. If you're running towards a player and you make contact with an knee, for me, that's dangerous. Um, We've we gone away with, with a number of poor passes in the first half, but again, we played well. It was a blatant penalty. It really was. I was sat mm. there and a couple of mates were sat at home watching the game and, and I can agree with that. I couldn't believe he didn't give that. So I think we were a little bit lucky, but again, we... I thought we we played well first half. It was it was exciting. It was it was it was a good game. Everybody was again was happy inside inside the stand eating the pies, drinking the pints. Came out second half. It was totally different. And and I think we mentioned uh, last Sunday, uh, being able to control the ball is really important when you when you're under the cosh a bit. And you could see they they pressed a lot higher. Um, they were a lot more energetic in the press, and we just couldn't keep hold of the ball. it's simple as that. Whether it was out wide, whether it was in the middle, whether it was. A, Matt's decision to play out from the back uh, for the goal—we just could not, you know, five-yard passes, basic passes. Uh, we couldn't keep hold of the ball, and, it, and, it, and it's a real concern, really, going forward.
4: Pause. You, you, uh, you were having trouble hearing me a little bit, weren't you? I think the other guys are okay because uh, he's got COVID, so he's, he's having trouble with his taste, smell, and hearing by the uh, by the sounds of things. Uh, am I all okay to you, mate? Uh, what did you make of the Corona thing? I think all three of us, I think he, he's a lucky boy and probably should have gone. But Gavin Ward was, was our pal on the night, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, I'm all waiting uh, for the uh, podcast just to be the Swansea one. And then uh, you can just like edit over Swansea and just say, uh <laughs> And then we could have just carried on talking about something. You and be wrapped up in about 10 minutes. You're incredible yeah. how it was saying. But the Corona thing, I think, again... To me, the and this is the worst thing about football. If that's in Spain, that guy rolls all the way at the halfway yeah. line into the barriers and stays down for 10 minutes and then gets the mind sent off. I think what, what kind of did the guy was, and and because, in a way, I thought, ooh, is, is he putting it on a little bit? And obviously, when you see the replays, a horrendous tackle, but bounced up straight away, you know, pretty much. And then it were like, then you, then it kind of puts a decision debate into your head, thinking, is it was it all that bad? And obviously. So many people I know are watching on telly because there were no, nothing else on on Friday. And, you know, my phone was going nuts, so I knew pretty much then it should have been a red and that as well. But again, we, uh, we have a famous song at town, don't we? We only get SHIT refs. Well, I don't think we can say that on Friday night, maybe. All right, that really guy. Have, yeah, I wouldn't have had a point on <laughs> that as well. But, but you know what, though, Matt? It's, it sounds bad, this, because, you know, if there's any Stoke fans listening, they'll be like, ooh, you know, why would you like to boot on the other foot? But for so long, we've just let teams, you know, do what they want against us for two, three seasons now, just, you know, of Bakuna, just letting people waltz past players and stuff. We've only seen Johnny Og really get uh, kind of stuck in. Now we've got a team who are kind of getting stuck in now, and I like to see it, mate. And obviously that overstepped them out, but I kind of reflected on it the next day thinking, yeah, Josh Karoma It's not been, you know, the greatest this season, but that's a guy who's up for it, man, and you can't beat that because we haven't had it for
4: years. Well, he came in for a lot of... Um... He came in for a lot of praise from Carlos, did uh, Josh Karoma as well, saying that his uh, you know, aggression was great during the game, his pressing was good, uh, and he was pretty tired. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think we've got to give Karoma some credit. I'm just reading the message in there, Pause. I can hear you. that my audio is a bit dodgy in in this rendezvous thing, but it seems to be okay online, so we'll, we'll have to plough forward. Um, so, I think what we probably talk about again and we did against Swansea we did against Coventry we did against um Bristol City Peterborough etc etc is Towns penchant to drop off when uh protecting a a one goal lead Nottingham Forest as well although that turned out quite nice against Nottingham Forest um I thought the one of the major changes was Nick Powell coming on I thought Stoke didn't really have any interest in that game until Nick Powell came on and him and um Joe Allen took took control of the midfield, to be honest. Um, the dropping off really started around 65 minutes. Um, at that point, I thought it was an open invitation to Stoke to come and get a point, and they took it. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Swansea, Forest, Coventry, QPR, West Brom, Cardiff, Peterborough, so on. Um, so I thought it was quite interesting with what Carlos said, and I, I know there's a lot of people who have problems understanding Carlos. He's, you know, his thick Spanish accent, because he obviously speaks fluent, Carlos. But, you know, we... So his recent interviews have been worth the listen, uh, if you can, you know. Um, and it was really interesting to hear what he said in the in the game or after the game. And he mentions that uh, we repeated the second half against Swansea and Coventry, so he's very full aware. And he felt that it was down to energy levels. And he said that because our energy levels dropped, the press wasn't as good up front. So you know, I saw we saw that against Swansea where they played through the press at the top, didn't they? At the top of the pitch, uh, where Flynn Downs brought it forward, and the same thing happened again. And he mentioned that again the second half, we turned the ball over, much you know we weren't turning the ball over higher up the pitch, uh, and the transition was poor, which what Phil said as well, you know whereby we're poor in possession and and that is a real thing um He also seemed really sort of fed up of it happening, and so initially, we thought this might be an instruction, but this really appears to be you know definitely not an instruction. it's just really, I think guys um for me, this is about town's ability on the ball, you know we've got you know, a back four there who don't really, you wouldn't really call them silky. You know, this is where we miss Levi Colwell and I mentioned him at the start because he's playing out from the back. He's really excellent for us. Um, but I'm not sure Carlos can bemoan a high press when he throws Jordan Rhodes and Scott High on as the two attacking players either. I didn't really understand those subs. Um, but for me, it, it's t- it, as much as anything and I've got a couple of stats here and cozy you've got some stats as well from Opta and, and whatnot, haven't you? But... You know, you look at the passing, uh, Toffolo's 60.5% passing accuracy, Pearson 69, Sorber's 60. And I know Sorber plays everything forward, so you expect his passing accuracy to be lower because he takes more risks than, than most people. Uh, but to me, it seems really obvious that the issue really is Town are just not comfortable enough on the ball to keep this up for 90 minutes. Uh, and I'll throw that to you, Paz. So you know, we've probably talked about this in great depth all the time, haven't we? But it seems to be, to me personally, the more I watch of it, the more I understand why Town have this issue. And for me, Completely, it's in the middle of the park where we perhaps don't have that player who can transition us from the middle to the third.
5: No, it just needed a little bit more calm, didn't it? I think we were very panicky on the ball um, second half. Obviously, when it's happened two or three times before, you know, when you're playing football, and it's always in the back of your mind, I suppose. and you know, look, this is going. You feel like it's going a similar way to a previous game, and panic sets in, and a bit of nervousness picks in, and yeah, we we are just lacking that. That, I know everybody keeps using it as a comparison, but that Aaron Moy type of player that that plays in that role who can who could just get on ball and just, just take that extra touch and just just pick that quality pass rather than it, everything being at everything just seemed to be at hundred mile an hour in second half and no one really wanted to to just put the foot on it and pick out a decent pass. It were it were oofed clear, you know, time and time again and I agree with you but I don't really see the point of the subs that Carlos made. Um it's it was just like for like. It were Ward off, and in fact, it was like for like. But it actually made the actual setup worse because Rhodes ain't going to chase like Ward does. Holmes, he'll put a shift in, but yeah, were you know, playing really well and um, getting stuck in. All right, if he is tired, then fair enough. And then you know, Scott High comes on and basically just did what he did against Swansea. So I, I kind of.
4: I thought it was all right, Scott High, but that it's not real. That, it's, not it, it 10, it? it's not a ten, is he? It's not. Especially with an immobile forward ahead of him. You know, you bring a passing 10 on and Jordan Rose isn't going to go into the channels for him, is he? It just seemed strange. I thought John Russell would have been the natural sub there. Yeah, I
5: mean... Even before the subs, you know, I've sort of discussed on Twitter after the match people saying, Well, the bench is so weak, what do you expect him to do? But there's two yeah. or three options on that bench for me, other than just going like for like, you know, you could have brought an on, you could have gone, you know, three, four, three, you could have brought Russell on you know for Sanani and just get a little bit more composure in there. So all right, these players that are coming on, yeah, they're not of the quality that Stoke brought on, but there's still options there for Carlos. Um I would I would discuss it on there and I think for me, a top manager or a manager that's looking to improve looks at his previous matches and he looks at what's happened and he already has a plan. You know, it's written down. If we get to 60 minutes and this is the situation, this is what I'm going to do. If at half time they start getting on top, I'm going to make a sub on 55 and this is the sub that's going to sort it out. And we just, it just doesn't seem to have that moment, Carlos. And it's kind of, let's carry on doing the same thing just with different players. And it just, it just needed something more than that for me, a little bit more. Ingenuity, you know, he stood on sideline waving players forward. And if players are dropping deep, then he, he, you know it needs more than just somebody stood at sideline kind of screaming to not do that, it needs a little bit more ingenuity and. Once players go across that wide line, I'm sure it happened to you, Phil, the keeper as well, in, in situations where it were tight players, drop and drop and drop and drop, and you can scream at them all you want, mate, but they're not going to suddenly start thinking, oh, hang on a minute, the goalkeeper and my manager tell me to be 10 yards further forward, I'll go 10 yards further forward. It's, it's not about that, it gets in your head, and the more you're likely to concede, the more you drop, because you think the closer to the goal you are, the less likely you are, and actually, sometimes it's opposite. If we could have just played 10, 15 yards further forward, across the pitch that pushes it pushes Swansea back it pushes Stoke back it pushes everybody back 10 yards and all of a sudden you've got a little bit more space a little bit more time up ball a little bit more you know scope for playing different passes rather than just sort of backwards sideways and firing it at people because Stoke were up for it They, they really wanted that point in that second half and it wouldn't surprise me at all if their instruction were look half time if they're not you know, out of sight or whatever, we've got a chance and they seem to just raise their level in second half and we just we just again just couldn't seem to do that and yeah, I get the tiredness thing, but you know, the championship it's a big season, everybody plays a lot of games. Alright, so we've probably got a smaller squad or a smaller quality squad than than a lot in the similar position to us. But I think it was just frustrating that once again we we'd gone in front, I think, at sixteen points, I think 'cause of an article from Stephen Chicken saying now that we've we've um, you know, thrown away from leading positions which Happens a lot in Championship, we've come from behind a couple of times. It's not just us that does it, but when you can see it, when you're in crowd, it's you just know it's coming. Like, everybody in that stadium just knew that was going to happen. And ironically, as of Swansea, when they got that goal, we suddenly got a folding game and started moving forward again. And it was like, why don't we just play like that from half-time? You know? We didn't
0: lose, though, Ports. And I, honestly, I would have been running rows all the way up to the Vulcan on Friday night. because, <laughs> And I would hear people, honestly, I would... Were a bit rude, really, because I would turn into conversations that have nothing to do with me. I would in Carlos is now Carlos. I'm sorry, mate. So, we played absolutely outstanding in these first half. So, Carlos, right, lad. Sack off what you've done there. Sack yeah. off what you've done. Yeah. What's going forward? Let's just sit back. Let them bring their quality off the bench. Like, yeah. just try and get, let's just try and sit out for a 1-0 win. Bollocks. It's happened every week. I get it's frustrating. Carlos is negative. Shut up, man. Nick Powell, total class. The one thing I can maybe count is that you're on about, you know, Energy levels and that as well. They had a game on Tuesday night and they were garbage at Coventry. talking to a couple of decent Stoke fans. There were actually a few actually there, but believe it or not. But uh and they were saying they were awful. But then they, they you know the quality that they've got is I'm sorry to say, better than our bench. It's as simple as that. And I know what he's saying, Pops, but you're just shuffling deck at Titanic roads. you know, people like the Dwayne Holmes. There's not it's not much, I don't think too. This is why hopefully we can get this guy in from Chelsea. we haven't got anything. Different, and you need that on the bench and that as well when a game's kind of you know fizzing out like that but I refuse to believe that Carlos is just deciding to do that I get it frustrating. and I take a positive mate because when they scored I looked at our guys hands on it who is was it were down on his knees uh, Matty Pearson and I thought we're done here we've lost just like Swansea there's only one winner here and like you say, you, you know, I, I just say positive that we didn't lose the game. We would have lost that a few years ago. So oh, yeah,
5: I agree with that, mate. I fully agree with that. I think the thing that was frustrating for me is that we didn't do anything different. Like you just say, shuffling, you know, shuffling deck chairs on Titanic, just bringing on the roads for Ward. There were no ingenuity and Ooh, this happened last week, so can I do something a little bit different this week to try and stop it? I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that if he'd have done that, we'd have definitely stopped it and we might have even lost, you know what I mean? But at least you could say, well, at least to try to do X, Y, and Z. But i anyway, you, mate. I think a lot of people are going a little bit too overboard. And as you say, there's no way that after that first half it, that he just went, stop doing that. Sometimes the situations are happening in games, and you know, it is what it is. But the trouble yeah. is, Poss, people are ramming that stat down the throat
0: about games when you know, when we've bombed Why not say we're 10 unbeaten? You know, competitions, why not say that? All oh, we're aiding is we've bombed this, bomb that. So what? Every team can say that. You know, I, I just kind of think we showed a lot of character there because we were absolutely goose. We ended up getting a point. I get it, we're like the other games, but they, honestly, there's so much negativity, I think, and they don't need to be on that as well. It's teams that give the right hand to be where we are on that as well. I just, I just don't get it. I get it's frustrating, but you're, I refuse to believe Carlos goes in that just in my half-time and say, right, guys, forget all that. Let's just is sit that, back.
5: It's that <laughs> immediate reaction, <laughs> isn't it? You, you've got the... You know the immediateness of it, and uh, you know I'd imagine a lot of these people that wake up on Saturday morning and take a step back and look at overall picture and say, "Do you know what overall? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy because that's that's how you see it." But I think it's just in that initial five, ten, fifteen minutes after the match. Because if, if we'd have done this podcast ten minutes after the match, I'd have been ranting and raving a hell of a lot more than maybe you know what I am now. But you know, like you say, you take a step back, look where we are in league, and you know you can't say that he's not doing a good job. It's just that. <coughs> constructive criticism and could maybe do a little bit better in certain situations but
0: sorry, I'll let, I'll
1: it let, is what it is. I'll
0: let Phil go in, in a minute but what I'd say if he had a decent bench mate I could kind of get it but I looked at that and you ain't not got maybe Holmes could do something a little bit different but apart from that I just think there's nobody really to do anything I think different it was the, that.
5: For me personally it was more sorry, Phil, shape we're wasn't can't it we? but for me I'm enjoying listening. It, yeah. it the, do you know what it was, a, it was a lack of can we go can we set up a little bit different to try and stop this happening rather than just bringing players on and hoping that playing the same formation with different players is is going to suddenly work and for me personally that's the sort of most frustrating thing I agree with both
2: of you to be fair I think I think (laughs) think, um, sorry I think because nail on the head like can you imagine the gaffer going in and saying those words right we're going to sit in and can you imagine as a player actually trying to do that because it's really hard to do it and I was sat at the game watching it and, and there were loads of people around us. This one fella sat down my aisle. I hope he's listening to this. He won't be. <laughs> Abs- absolutely deluded. Effing jeffing, see you next Tuesday. This kid sat behind him, slating every single one of the players, like horrendously, every time something happened. It was that, that such negativity. And yes, we were under the cosh a little bit because we weren't keeping all of the ball, as simple as that. Because we weren't keeping all of the ball, Poz, I, I totally agree with you. Why Dwayne Holmes went and played out wide instead of playing in that hole? Because he gets hold of the ball and tries to keep hold of it and tries to drive forward in those. I thought Scott Hyatt an absolute nightmare in the mid, midfield. And, and I've been an advocate of him. I think he's decent in that um, line midfield role. Um, but we just couldn't keep hold of the ball. And, and it's, yes, it, it's, it's, it's a one-all. And because I, I agree. It, it's a point. Simple as that. It's a point. Look, Think about where we want at the start of the season, where we thought we would be. Like, it's a point. So if it means we're going to go away from home and win all those games, then let's do that. And then if we're <laughs> digging at home, then we're digging at home. Because, because if,
0: you're, if you're pricing that game up now at my work, when Swansea equalised, I know football that not work like that. Who would you put as favourite to win that game, mate? When, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah,
0: oh, nails, 100%. 100%. So, I, I'm not saying take a point or what have you, but it's just, and it's weird, because like you said, we kind of had a second win and you're thinking maybe we could do what we did against Blackburn and come back. But it's, uh, I think if Carla, I keep hearing Carla's inexperience and this and that, but it's, is it really? But I know it keeps happening a lot. I don't, I'm not a great tactical.
4: That's why I said, mate, because that's why I said, (laughs) listen, uh, people should listen to his post-match interview if they can get through it, because it's actually got some really good information there as to why this has happened and what, you know, and the reasons behind it. Uh, And he explains it really well. Uh, You know, and he explains, you know, the, the difficulty with, you know, the press up front and them playing through it and the, you know, lacking the ability to hold the ball in midfield. And, you know, it's all the things that we see and it's, you know, and it, and it, highlight, it just highlights it, that it's not an instruction. And, you know, so... You if know people, what though, Matt?
2: That's it. But it's like, Pos, it's like Pos said though, if, if, if we're struggling to keep all of the ball, which we clearly were all over the pitch, we do need to be able to mix it up and change it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a key thing. And John Rhodes for me at the moment is... He's looking strong. He, he, he grafts hard up top. The balls go up to him. It's always a challenge with the centre half. Surely there's a way of his playing now to to bring him more into the game. He's good at to get things though, running Phil. Off him, He's
4: good at certain mm. things though, Phil. But I'm not sure I'd want Rhodes to be the sole striker up there pressing the. Defense.
2: No, 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 no. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is, if, if if to change the game, if if you're going to bring him on, because it's okay. not like bringing him on and carrying on playing the way we're playing, because it's it's pointless. It's not it's not his game. But stick him up there with you know, someone, uh, yeah. A play, a, yeah, Plan B. It's it's yeah, got to you know, be clear. On yeah, exactly. Know, Campbell, you
4: yeah, that, if you're gonna yeah. That. That Campbell. Cause he'll be really yeah. happy if Campbell's back. So. <laughs> you,
0: know what's, you know what? You know what? Worse as a fan though. There's nothing. It's brilliant when you score it, but when they hit the post, you're just thinking, "Can we get away with it? Come yeah, on. I, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And then Louis Louis exactly blocked going, it as well, didn't
0: he? Yeah. yeah. It was as shot, as wasn't an it? away fan, you're just losing your shit. You're going absolutely... <laughs> and they did. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. But I just. In a way, you've got to kind of begrudging. That's, yeah. why football. That's why we like to come in the grounds, because ooh,
1: ooh, yes. Strange finish. strange, and, uh, uh,
4: strange celebration, wasn't it, to come and shush Pazza. But apart from that, yeah, you know. No, <laughs> what did you do, Poz? What did you do?
5: I don't know, I no, never said no to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> worth flagging <laughs> his face. Just came over, didn't Give me some. I was
4: like, what? Shall we read some comments out from from youtube so thanks to the 34 people watching online let me drag this across uh and we will hear from let's have a look so uh mark harrison says yes uh karoma was looking if hinchcliffe had his way he'd be locked up by now i think that's true uh Bez 5678 says i thought we were superb first half then thought we looked knackered second and yes we got away with a couple of decisions but we've had plenty against us so tough on stoke yeah i was going to say over the last couple of years some of the refereeing decisions we've had against us have been absolutely horrendous but you know it's nice that we got one for once uh, Adam Cottrell says, we got lucky with the referee decisions first half, but we looked decent. Second half was terrible. Uh, Tom says, lads ran out of steam after a high-press first half, needed to get subs on earlier. That was another point I was going to make, Pause as well, was that, you know, in, in midfield, we've got a, a warrior in Johnny Hogg who didn't have the greatest game, uh, and Lewis O'Brien drives forward with the ball. You know, we love both those players, don't we? Um, but it just kind of sometimes lacks someone who can or has the ability to speed up and slow down the tempo because there's at certain times where town really you know that we're great going forward quick and then sometimes when we're up against it we just need that ability for someone just to just turn a different direction and take the sting out you know like like we keep saying like it's aaron Moy,
5: a, aaron Moy, isn't it? Aaron that, yeah. that role? okay
4: even Iting, back, carol lighting carol lighting did did it to bits role, as well it? So.
5: Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah i can't even think chris marsden there's not not had many of them have we done the past but anyway let's go back to the comments uh right so uh yeah, that was Adam Cottrell. Adam Cottrell says Stoke played Tuesday and Friday, so I think the energy levels is a poor excuse. I think Stoke made six or seven changes, though, didn't they? they um, during, so it wasn't the same side, I don't think, but it's a, it's a fair comment from Adam. Uh, Cy Daly. I think this is one of your mates, isn't it, Phil? Cy Daly. <laughs> or he was. Yeah, what's he
2: saying? Yeah, <laughs> no, nah,
4: it's just funny. It was also a predictable second half. I text Phil on 65 minutes saying it was Swansea all over again. I hope you called him a shit out as well, Cy. Uh, I can't help think it's something in the playoffs. <laughs> Players heads as opposed to anything tactical. Uh, Bez uh, five six seven eight says I can't I feel like five six seven eight motorway after that. Uh, can't see the point of Rhodes coming on to play alone up front. He's a two up top player. Never was any good at his role. Uh, he's been asked to play. Richard Hooky says spot on, Cosy. Uh, James Johnson says yeah. if we <laughs> Phil just before I'm just watching the game. At-
0: Sorry, Phil, I'm just watching the game at background. Right, and the keeper had <laughs> a brilliant save from a penalty. And he's off his, his line and Vaz made him take it again and he scored. Be honest, mate, when you were playing, would you have struggled to stay in the line? I think it's Yeah, so nailed on. It's an now. absolute
2: joke. Goalkeepers step forward to dive. You're taught to, to oh. dive forward. You don't dive backwards, sideways. You dive forward. And your first step is, is naturally. So what they're trying to say is now you've got to start behind the line, step onto the line and make your save. It's oh. an absolute joke.
0: Well said,
2: Would it a lot or just a little bit? Quite a bit, to be
0: fair, mate. But he's oh. only a young guy. But sorry,
2: Matt, for it's totally. This like, is but...
0: Oh Pete mate, it. I could
4: talk about goalkeeping <laughs> all night. It's great. I, you know, if I... I could have a do... I could do a goalkeeping pod <laughs> with Phil.
0: I suppose it's maybe an for another day. But Vaz there on Friday night, Kroms off, they get a penalty. It's I mean, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's one for another day, innit? But it yeah. just shows the difference even at that level, second division Spanish, that who comes in a championship, you're going to be getting a different table, really.
4: Stepping forward also narrows the angle, by the way, and makes the goal look smaller. That's another psychological point. But anyway, uh, right. So uh, James Johnson says, I think uh, if we think back to August, this would have been a good point at home uh, with the free transfer policy we currently have. Yes, it was frustrating. On paper, Stoke are underperforming. We didn't lose. I think That's a good point. Cosy uh, said, Nick Powell, absolute class, isn't he? And he's just come back from, uh, from injury and he's a class player. Uh, Dag Barnett says the reason why, is negative, reason why there is negativity is because we have struggled for three seasons people are desperate for better I think, I think I get that as well people are still a bit frustrated over the last three years and it sort of spills out when something uh, that was the thing with Carlos wasn't it when you know every time we lose a game everyone thinks oh no we're going to lose for five months solid now and it's just I think it's just ingrained a bit in some town fans but I think it's getting better with some people I think it'll get there eventually I'm sure it will Uh, Andy Dwosky says, pulling up trees with limited resources. Amazing. We are still punching. Love to see it. Doug Barnett also says, I think we are doing so much better than I expected, but the squad is what it is. If we can add quality, perhaps we can have a different option and dynamic. One better player could lift everything. Uh, And then Oliver Bell says, just thinking back to when Hoggy was out and we had in alongside O'Brien, did we have a bit more fluidity on the ball? It's not a popular opinion, is that Oliver? But I think we did. Um, off the ball, we probably weren't as good, but on the ball, we were a little bit better. There was there's a few instances last night where uh, Hogg tried to hit like a 30 yard uh, diagonal to Sorba, and there were three three of them, and he mishit hit all three. And that's the exact ball that Scott High's been hitting to Sorba, where we've scored goals from against Bristol City. I think we've scored two or three goals from that that ball. Uh, but you know what Jonathan Hogg doesn't do there, he makes up for it. You know when the opposition are in our half, so you know horses for courses uh right guys i think we need to discuss that football pillockery is on the rise is it not so when stoke scored i looked across and i saw some dickhead from stoke in a white coat just run straight over to the huddersfield fans and swing a punch over the top of a policeman at someone in the crowd it was an absolute disgrace from a, a complete pillock uh from stoke uh white coat on you know probably needed a you know, straight white coat as well. Uh, and the interesting thing is, there's a, a TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but someone sent me the the link. I just have to get that in there because TikTok's a bit weird for people my age. And um, yeah, and he's getting escorted out by police, and one of his own fans walks up and smacks him. So you know, so he got his comeuppance in the end. Really bizarre thing, but this this is not unique, is it? Pause, uh cause you guys sit in that stand. Uh, bottles you know Huddersfield fans are innocent from what I read you know bottles constant, constantly go over Blackpool was another one where there was something Coventry I think there was a bit of a moan there's but it's not just at Huddersfield it's all over the country isn't it we've seen you know down the road from where I live you know those lot uh, doing some pretty dodgy things you know racism throwing bottles at players etc etc you know and it's not you know it's not confined to West Yorkshire it's happening all over it just feels like people have been locked up for Twelve months, you know, COVID, and now, now I'm going to get this all out, and I'm going to be a complete dickhead when I can be, and it's it's sort of frustrating to see, really. Um, pause. I know you don't throw bottles across, but it's 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 a weird concept to me, is is all this, because I like to go watch the football, you know, have a good, you know, have a drink or not, and I I don't really subscribe to all the crowd. But I know some people love it and thrive off it, and it just it's just never never interested me. I don't I don't have a clue what's going on, mate. <laughs>
5: Too tight to pay two fifty for a drink and throw it at someone bloody else. You'll be recycling the plastic,
4: <laughs> trying to get ten p back or something. <laughs>
5: I'll be bringing it back like an old Ben Shores mate trying to get <laughs> exactly. Um, you no, know, I think you're right, Matt. I think I think the biggest problem is there. Um I obviously we get in early to set up and stuff like that. And we were talking from to representatives from the club, and it has been noted that obviously this year there's there's been a lot more trouble than there has in, in previous seasons. And you know, from being in there, it does tend to to stem from. The away fans. Obviously, I'm not saying that every single town fan in there is innocent, but you know it does seem to start coming across to us before it starts coming back. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest issue is um, I think the stewarding in there uh, this season. I don't know if it's a new company or different people, but we've um, we've continually worked with stewards uh, up until this season. Obviously, you know it's like with John Robinson, safety, etc., etc. We've had obviously a lot of dialogue over the last few years with, with stewards and stuff, and it just seems to be a little bit of shifting attitude this this season. Certainly, on more than one occasion, I've witnessed stewards (coughs) sort of almost goading fans. You know, yeah, stewards aren't there to be abused, you know, they're there to do a job, and you know, fans shouldn't be saying FY, you know, X, Y, and Z to them and calling them names under the sun. But this season, especially, stewards seem to be coming back, sort of almost offering out fans for fights and stuff like that, which is obviously not really helping the situation. I I spoke to to the main guy in there after the match on on Friday night as we were tied. Is it still Big
4: Andy? Is he still there?
5: No, no, it's, 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 it's like a third party company now right. that do it. Um, and he was sort of saying, you know, he understood what I was saying and stuff like that, but you to, to give a bit of context into stewarding and stuff like that, for those that maybe don't know that stewards have no power and no authority to, to walk in and, and throw somebody out. They have to have police presence to do that because if not, it could be, it could be classed as assault and there's not enough police officers there to to help them, and then a lot of the times the police are there gathering evidence rather than, you know, wanting to film yeah. someone. So they'll stand and film it for an hour um, because then they'll put a portfolio together in six months to get somebody banned, um, you know. So there's various other things going in there, but I do think it does need to be looked at. And the club were talking about on Friday night because the New stuff weren't... Um, Bringing a full allocation to keep that little small block next to barrier free, and that were the instruction. But you know, if 40, 50 burly men start charging at, you know, a section like that and it's empty, it is hard to to stop it. You know, what do you do without? You know, you put some net in there, but then you you know reducing ticket allocation, so you you lose that on revenue. And I don't know. Like I agree with you, but I think after COVID, I think everyone's just pent up aggression or whatever, and they're just out for. Or whatever release they can get, and a few beers Friday night, you know. But it's not unique to to that match. It has been, it has been going. Probably on. not just beer. It's not nice, you know. You know, if you want to go and have a scrap at football, you know that's your prerogative I like a, a bit of needle, I like a bit of tension, I like a bit of atmosphere, and you know, yeah, and to and fro. You know, it's decent. It makes There's a makes for an atmosphere, don't it? Yeah. There's a line, isn't there? And once that line gets crossed, it, it all becomes a bit silly because innocent people start getting hurt If you just launch a bottle into a crowd. It could hit someone who's totally innocent. There's a lot of kids that go in there. You know, I take my kids and stuff like that, and you know, I don't want them seeing stuff like that and, and maybe getting put off by it and not wanting to go anymore. So, I think the club need to work with the steward, stewarding people first and foremost, and and get a grip. And you know, if they have to do stupid stuff like stop selling drinks in there or whatever, that's what they'll have to do to to sort it out. But. You know, obviously being involved in what I'm involved in, a lot of people come to us and say, you know, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Realistically, we, what can we do? We can't do all. We're just fans like anybody else in there. It's up to the club to to sort it out. And if it is predominantly the way fans that are, you know, starting the trouble, then you know they need to address that. And it needs to needs to be looked at. I
4: just want to point out as well <laughs> when I said football pillory with Stoke fans, I just want to point out it looked to be about 50 out of 1,500 who. We're, you know acting idiots so it's obviously not all Stoke fans in a tiny minority usually Stoke fans I find are pretty decent you know sort of back and forth and stuff so a little bit decent a little bit disappointing but Cosy, you take over from that mate
0: yeah worrying times for me mate I think we're going to lose that South Stand very soon because the West Brom the West Brom trouble were horrendous Saying say in the car park pushed under the carpet. I spoke to Robin Kennedy about it they put some lighting out there there were people getting kicked and punched in front of the kids crap conduct. Didn't go to Blackpool, but I talked to a couple of people who were sick of getting it by coins. Both sides, bollocks. Why have we seen that? And then, the, I mean, the, the biggest problem I thought on Friday night when the National Cup, you know, it looked ugly. I Obviously, I kind of, were well, you put it at the front and that as well, but I, I had a couple of people say to me, I'm sick, went away team scoring at Huddersfield with people running on the pitch and just being managed to kind of run back off it. Apparently that happens every time someone scores a goal against us and that as well. But, No surprise positive what you're saying there is obviously spot on information. The police are not there. And it's just, I don't think it's unique to Huddersfield. I read in a lot of pieces this week about, you know, so many games, you know, so many places. I mean, Christ, you know, who would have thought that Wickham MK Dons would be a source for uh, a game being stopped (laughs) and and abused like that. And this is what, this is where we're in. But obviously it's a bigger picture and another argument for another day. But I'm really worried Mr Robertson is going to say, right guys, I'm sorry, but... It's sad, mate. You know, you're back in the north, stand lower, away from the trouble. You, then, obviously, you know you're not going to get that interaction. The one thing that always surprised me, but I get that's just football culture. But I watched Birmingham Scott today when that Lyle Taylor scored, and their fans were going absolutely nuts towards their player and, and like kind of their end. But when we score, so many of our fans just like want to seem to just charge towards that uh, that barrier. But I get maybe I'm just being a bit picky, and everyone does that. But the last thing I want to do is just kind of score towards that. there. But I suppose everyone <laughs> sense different. But
5: yeah, charge I, anyway, mate.
0: It is what it is. It's been documented there, Paul, but I'm just very worried, you know, kind of moving forward with that because I love, I think the fact that we are next to the away fans and, and we're taking it in the pocket. There's no doubt in my mind that we are, you know, that other teams can fill these ends, no problem at all. So it's been done for our benefit, but, and it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're getting hit by something, whether it's a fist or a coin and you want to. natural reaction is to want to give it back and that as well. And it's, I just don't want to lose everything for, like, what Scoffer, bless his soul, you know, help set up, you know, at the start, obviously, with you guys, Pods, and it's, it's really difficult because I don't know what you can do. Yeah, you can put an appeal out on your, you know, social media. Yeah, the club can put this and that out, but I think the problem is now people know they can throw stuff, do stuff, and no one gives a shit, and no one's getting caught, and I'll come up on the incident later on, probably soon, about the guy who collapsed, and that's just a great example there. Uh, we've got stewards in there now who just what are they there for? I know it's, it's like the minimum they should be doing is kind of knowing who's, you know, to come and to get help, whether it be a police for some fights or someone who's collapsed. You did see that on Friday night, but it's been brewing and it's depressing because the last thing I want to be is in that, in that North stand mate, away from the away fans. And, but that's happening. I'm telling you, that, more like this and we'll be back there very soon.
4: Well, let's hope not. Uh, Phil, sorry, I'd muted you during that thing. There's a little bit of feedback coming from you, your thing, so um, I'll... I'll let you do that because uh, if you start talking, it <laughs> nothing will come out. Um, I think we'll move on to you know Phil. Obviously, you've you know you you do you go in the south stand as well, Phil? When you go or go say you probably no no you, no in the car no. car
2: stand yeah
4: yeah. So you'll you'll see it from the other from a, a different vantage point as well, won't you? So it's yeah, it's
2: yeah, it's it's, it's, it's worrying interesting. Time. Just listening to it's just interesting listening to some of the comments because. I mean, I mentioned off air before, the, the first thing I actually saw in the game, I was I there about an hour before the game, getting a pint, um, sitting in my nice cosy little corner out of the way of all the trouble. We're, we're, two, we're two town fans actually running and goading Stoke fans who were minding their own business. Um, and this was before the game, they were hand signals, all sorts, two, two little kids really, uh, probably 17, well, I don't know, 16, 20 odd plus or something, running over to the Stoke fans and giving it Billy Biggin. So it's, you're looking at both sides, really. I mean, you never really see town fans running towards oppositions, et cetera. But there's still elements of people who want to go in there and I don't think they want to cause trouble. I just think they want to kind of goad the opposition. And I don't mind that, to be honest. I think, like you guys have said, it's that's what, that's part of football. You give a little bit, you take a little bit, don't you? Yeah, um, yeah. But it is worrying because you, you can see from where we are, you can see the bottles flying. And, and that is the worry because there's a lot of... You know, Pazza's young lad's in there. He's loving it. You know, I bet he's having a great time stood up front singing, you know, blue and white, loving it. And and that's what you want to see. And and I just worry that there's a lot. My little boy wants to go in the cow shed. Like, he's sat way over the side and he's singing his heart out by Cosy. Cozzy,
0: what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.
2: <laughs> all that kind of, and, and he's dying to go in there. But at the moment, he's nine year old, and, and I know there's quite a few, young, but I don't want to take him in at the moment because it's just the, the I don't know. It's just the atmosphere is just a little bit. You go to away games, it's it's a nightmare sometimes. Understand at away games, um, lads being rowdy, jumping on shoulders, all that kind of stuff, and and it's football, so I, I understand that. But there's got to be a little bit of common sense at times um but it's i don't know i don't know I, it, like you just said it it happens everywhere it happens all around country, so i don't think it's just Sudersfield it, well it definitely isn't just Sudersfield because I know these clubs are they are ten times worse um but yeah, I think you know I, I just thought that it 's not sport because you guys have done a, a real job in making that end and and yeah. sometimes I'm quite negative in terms of the noise that comes out there i thought I thought Friday night they were decent, I thought we were really good, I thought we were a really good atmosphere, I thought it were. You know, i I Stoke obviously contributed to it, you guys did as well and, and, and that's what you want to see really. So it'd be a it would be a shame if anything has to change.
0: The guy who collapsed, what a big issue and I were right near it. I thought it was an absolute disgrace out around the by stewards. Just before so we go into just... that,
4: cause I, I, we don't I don't know his name, but I think all of us would wish, you know, wish him wish him well. You know, apparently he's you know he's he's come through okay. Uh, um Good. but yeah, if you know, from all of us, if you do listen to this, you know, we we wish you the best and hope that you recover well and there was someone I'm at the I'm cinema like the, the where, right, where, an that yeah right. so i sit riverside and we could hear the helicopter behind us and you know it sounds really silly to say this but a mate of mine you know initially you're like a mate of mine made a joke go, oh the new owner's here and then you know then sort of then you start thinking oh it's yorkshire air ambulance and then you, your mood hits a bit but apparently someone at the um at the cinema also had an issue uh, and the Yorkshire ambulance landed in the car park behind so you know for for both people for both incidents you know we wish you all the best you know
0: the thing is though Matt we've seen obviously bless him the guy who's passed away at Fulham but this is happening more and more and <laughs> I'll let everyone else you know kind of wonder why that is but that doesn't matter really but the least you expect when you go in the ground if you fall over collapse and stuff is, is like care uh, And there were care from the fans, but there were no one there for eight minutes. It was an absolute disgrace, mate. The guy kind of visibly was going and his face was going and and it was really worrying. And like for eight minutes, people, I think the problem is like, come on, there's people waving their arms and shouting and screaming and stuff like that as well. And it's hard for anyone really to see at the bottom. But the stewards there are there at the back and it's like, they were just stood there watching. It's like people shout and do something and that as well. And it took about seven minutes for them, St. Nambal's people to come up the steps and stuff like that as well. And, it's just like, it just goes back to what you were saying there, Posit's It's a duty of care, mate. And again, it's just I think standards have dropped. We're not we're not saying that maybe the fan base for some of the act, uh, activities, but you know, just the stewarding and that as well. And it's it's so disappointing, really. There's no point kind of keep going on about. It. It's just kind of can we learn some lessons from it and that as well. But if you guys have not got that connection with the kind of the stewards, I just think that's always the thing that's been good in in the kind of the development of that south stand. You've had that interaction, even John Robinson, who's had a, God, there's so many people. Not liked him over the years, but he's, you know, kind of had that interaction with you and it's got better. But it's, I don't know, it's, I just thought we can, I just thought the club are going to put something out this week about these incidents, you know, and let's, you know, kind of learn let's, how can we do better as a club and, a, and as a fan base and as a, as a stewards, really, our police and stuff like that as well, because I think that's been coming that on Friday, mate. And yeah, maybe a bit dramatic for me, but I think we need to do something. Uh,
4: Chris, apparently, was his name. Um, I've seen on, on down at the Mac somewhere so chris you know if you do listen to this then all of us will wish you the very best in in your recovery um all the best mate on that one uh right so let's i've put the question out there or uh, in the group chat so uh let's see what people have been saying so james johnson says pause you do a great job uh gearing up the fans to sing but it seems to be getting more people in the stand looking for a fight we aren't innocent but the stewards are abysmal i think you can sort of cover that often you uh, Bez uh, says, I grew up through the old hooligan days and it's awful to see it rearing its ugly head again, it's got to be stamped on uh, Cameron Littlewood says, them stewards have been awful the last two home games uh, James Johnson says, I think the company was Carlisle stewards, uh, did nothing right uh, and he mentions the fan as well uh, he, James also says best wishes to, uh, to the guy as well uh, Andy Kay, the K maker, says uh, our first time in there this season, seems to be a lot of antagonism both ways, mainly young lads with their first beers inside them Pointless, childish part of the banter culture. Pure Al. Andy's not a fan. Uh, neither, neither are none of us, to be fair. Uh, Niall Fayer says, uh, Phil looks to have aged ever so more since coming onto this pod. Is this one of your mates, Phil, coming in to wind you up?
2: You're on mute, by the way. Tell it we do one. Message him back. Tell it we do one. It
4: can hear you. It's fine. There you go, I'll Niall. I'll do one. <laughs> he's got a point uh, right Max says I think they might need to put some netting in the small block in the OAN so uh, when away teams that don't fill their allocation can't just charge at the south stand it'll end up like ice hockey won't it with a screen or something daft like that um, yeah and Adam Cottrell says he makes a, uh, a full recovery as well um, and that goes to the person. tell you what Matt
0: another big test on, on Wednesday Derby sold out they'll come they'll fill their allocation they'll be giving it largely over that barrier Barnsley God, I don't know how many they'll bring to be honest they're a shocker aren't they but it's going to be a big test for team fans and everyone on, on Wednesday night. It's going to be really interesting. I just, we just want that atmosphere really good, but we just, I just don't want to get hit by coins.
1: <laughs> <You>
0: know, <laughs> yeah, but Puzzle
4: will be pocketing them yeah, yeah, after they bounced ball off ball your ball
1: head. Ball, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pound coins at me, lads. Really. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's sat there with his cap, <laughs> he,
4: like, it's just like pause. <laughs> oh, dear, I know, do you know I've just while I'm doing that, I forgot, I didn't blow the conch, did I, for Josh Karoma's goal, but never mind, the mm-hmm. moment's gone. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, I had a hot take that I wanted to put in here, but I don't think I'm really going to bother it. I was going to, I'm going to bring a a hot take feature in, and I was going to say that part of our problem is, is Lewis O'Brien. And yes, I did say that part of our problem is Lewis O'Brien. Uh, but let me explain because I'm not saying Lewis O'Brien's rubbish. Uh, but just from watching town, I think Lewis uh, is a very unique midfielder in his skill set to what we have. You know, he's a a box to box carrying midfielder and he, he is our best player. And there's no, no bones about it for me. The best player that we own. Um, and I, I just kind of look at him and think part of our issue in, in midfield is that in in a midfield too, it's important to get the right blend, the right partner. And we've covered this off already and that they're tricky to find. And the little bit that I was going to say is that, you know, Hoggy, you know, has his pros in there. But I think the most suited player that we've got in the blend would be Alex Valleco. You know, that, that complements Lewis better. Um Scott High, I like like Phil. I like Scott High, uh, but I think he's just a little bit early in his development to to uh, to play that, isn't he? As as much as us, but but you know, for me, if you had someone like a a Tom Huddleston type, not not saying Tom Huddleston because you know he's as old as us on this podcast now, but if you you know that's uh, you know, the other sort of deep line playmaker who can defend a bit, that seems that for me uh, would get the best out of Lewis O'Brien in the engine room. But anyway, that was my hot take, uh, which you know wasn't really necessary. But what is necessary is pause. You were the roving reporter today, weren't you, at uh, Huddersfield Town? Women who went, who played at the stadium. It's great to see the, the ladies have a, uh, a game down at the stadium. They played Everton. And, you know, I looked at Everton's side and they've got, you know, they've got Tony Duggan up front. They've got Isabel Christensen. They've got Scandinavian, French internationals. You know, this is a hell of a team that Everton brought to, to Huddersfield. No bones about it. Uh, and, Paz, you went to watch it. Um, I would have gone if the kickoff was slightly later. Uh, so, apologies. Uh, but they put a good show up, didn't they?
5: Yeah, well, um, I mean, people who don't watch the, the women's game often, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some sort of expert because I'm not, but the the gulf in quality there today was insane. I think people probably see a bit about town ladies' uh, women's team on social media and they don't really sort of appreciate the level that they are compared to an to Everton. Um, it were it were a phenomenal difference to be fair. Obviously Everton, um women's super league, full time, town. I think they're playing Northern Premier League if i if I remember rightly. Um obviously part time amateurs. Um so the golfing in class were it were there for all to see to be fair, just, just physically and you know, the way that Everton moved the ball around were, were far superior to town. But um yeah, they put in a, a good shift. Um just never stopped running. Top effort from him. Um I think the, you know, being really critical, they could have held on to the ball a little bit more. Um, they were just sort of pumping it long and hoping, hoping somebody could get in behind, which were never really going to happen. It was quite obvious after about ten, fifteen minutes that the physicality and uh, fitness levels of Everton would see them through regardless. But yeah, they were um, just shot twelve hundred down there, which were which were good. So record, you know, yeah, record attendance. Um, yeah, record attendance for for the ladies, and you know, excellent experience for them to you know play in front of such a crowd, and you know, in, in the stadium and stuff. And it's funny because I was chatting before um, to people who I went with, and I said, "Yeah, I get why they've moved it to the stadium because it's a you know a really good um, sort of publicity thing, get more people in." And a part of me just thought though, if they played at the usual home ground. Would it have benefited? Would they, I mean, would they, have, would they have? probably lost anyway, maybe. But you know, you see these uh, big Premier League clubs going to to lower league opposition, and I think Man United went to Burton once, and you know, I think Burton got a draw out of it just because it were at the own ground. And you know, John Smith, it's a nice, perfect pitch. It's a big pitch, and Everton probably a lot more used to that sort of setup than than town. And a part of me thinks that if they'd have played it up at um, Stars All where they usually play they might have had a bit more of a chance of creating an upset but yeah taking nothing away um like i say the effort the commitment we we're, were there for all to see and you know if a few people that went down today get, get girls uh involved in football then you know great stuff because i think it's i think it's on the rise like it or not a lot of people are very critical of it but again i think they've got to take a step back and don't compare it to the men's game because it is totally different you know it, we're it's a bit slower, Uh, technically Everton, really, really good, technically Uh, scored, I think the third goal was a cracking goal, and if Barcelona scored that goal, you know, it's all over the news saying what a great goal it was, but um, yeah, if you're going to go watch it um, you know, get your thing down, but just go with maybe a little bit less expectation than expecting it to be like the men's game, because it's not uh, you know I mean, always always
4: amuses me, Paz does people. that, always amuses me when people, I always think, do they go watch the kids under eight game and sit there going, bloody hell, Cristiano Ronaldo would have buried that, what's he playing at? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's a silly comparison that people make, you know, no one goes to watch town, do they really, and sort of say, well, Man United would do this and that, no one does that, so why do they do it to the women's game, knock
5: it off? No, it's an, it's an easy thing to, to have a pop out in it, or, you know, look at the state of them, and, and you know, they're not as good as men, but, you know... There's there's reasons for that, don't Which we won't go into today, because you know, well, I won't anyway, because I'm no expert. But yeah. you know, you won't you won't criticise an hundred meter Olympic sprinter female because she's not it's as fast exactly. as Bolt, would you? You'd no. say she's really fast for uh you know a class, and you know that's why we've got to take it. was were the
2: only one from um, from the Everton team that could slot into our midfield. yeah <laughs>
5: Uh, Tony Duggan Douglas did a good job when she came on, mate. She, it, it throw, she? could play that number ten role for us. Yeah, they held, like I say, Everton played some lovely football. If you were just going down to watch it, it as a pure technical, spe- yeah. you know, spectacle, and you'd come away saying that Everton were, you know, really, really well. They are really, really good at it. But yeah, it were it a good run out. I'm sure that the the, the lasses that played got a really good experience from it, and they'll you know they'll treasure. I never played on in the stadium in front of 1,200 people. So, you know, that's
0: off to them. Good. Fair play to them. I've Pots, the I've got one you. for you. So, I went to watch Witton Albin and Scarborough yesterday. Yeah, apologies for that. But... I've
2: seen that down at Witten as well.
0: Yeah, Dean Saunders oh. was there, mate. He's a, good, he's a cracking guy. I know he's got Bradford City in him, but we'll forgive him. But I suppose my question, Pots, it, it gives me, when I'm watching quite a lot of non-league football, and you watch it as well, and I, I think Uber, Phil, it puts stuff in perspective for me for town. And, and yeah, I get there's some people that are just other to of town and nothing else, probably not even Premier League football on telly and it's like there, but I don't know, I just kind of appreciate more what we've got now in this championship, like maybe, you know, we're up there and blah, 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 but because when I go watch there, I just, I just see like, I think Scarborough brought about 100 fans and Witten and like, they 400 people back, but the passion there, they were like, they were proper football people. They're not like half Scarborough and half Arsenal, what have you. They're all Witten and Man City. They might be, but I don't know. Like, it just makes me think different about football now. And I, I don't, you, you know what I'm trying to say, mate? And that as well, I think everyone looks at stuff different, but I come away with that thinking that's refreshing. You so, like You're If anyone's it,
2: not been to watch a, a non-league game, you need to go and watch it because they are entertaining. Like you say, there's, there's loads of passion, players, et cetera. We're talking about that uh, Josh Kroma tackle. If that had happened non-league, that lad would have got up and carried on playing. And not one thing would have been said. Do you know what I mean? It would have. There was a lad who, who played with us at Halifax called Tom Baker and he used to get smashed to all who? over the pitch. <laughs> smashed all over the pitch. And he got up from every single tackle, even if it were like a leg-breaking challenge, he got up and carried on playing. It is a totally, totally different, totally, like you say, it does open your eyes to, uh, to, to kind of a different experience. Doing Nobody well, knows.
4: Halifax, Phil. Might be, uh, might be above Bradford City next year. who knows?
2: Yeah, they do, they do. The Halifax, they've got the, they've got the fan base there. It's, it's a decent club. It's, you know, it's not a bad setup at all. I think they're full-time now, but they've just got to... For me, they, it's been the same old, same old. They've just got to you know, pump a little bit more money in and, and, and give it a real good go one season for me. They really do, because uh, they'll get up there at some point. But,
4: That's class manager. Um, well, we'll move on, we'll move tell on. Tell you what, Phil, <laughs> uh,
0: they were, uh, Sorry, but just going to Halifax, Baltimore game, they were a brilliant tribute for... Uh,
4: oh, Senate yeah.
0: More yeah. than said before the game, and uh, obviously, that, that's kind of gone by again two years. And uh, it's yeah, it, it was touching to see that really. And you know, like the game stopped, and I love stuff like that. Man. Yeah. It should be, people should never forget it happens a lot in Spain, like these players who passed away without that's what the 17 minutes fans all do it year in game in game out. I love, I love a bit of respect. And, I'm I, glad
2: they did yeah. that because we had um, one of, a lad who played for Halifax for a long time, um, he died recently, um, only young. Um, Mid thirties, and and we we tried getting a game on uh, at the ground uh, as a kind of memorial, trying to get as many people as we could to to raise funds for for his kids, and they wouldn't do it. Um, we had to go and play the game at Charlie instead. Um, so I'm glad they did something for Jordan because because you know it were a bit of a net loss at one point for us uh, as a group of players that they didn't um, support that for for James Dean. But yeah, brilliant to see isn't it really and, and like I say, looking, looking at social media, there's a lot of people that have. Uh, commented on on the, the the anniversary kind of thing and look what they do with it now, like steadying the boys and and that they're they're really pushing the foundation. It's it's class to see, really. Um, it really is. Yeah. So um, you know, place for everybody involved, really.
4: Yeah, good lads. Uh, just uh, just to bookend the women's uh, women's game as well, uh, I want to mention that the HTSA do a GoFundMe for the women's the women's you know obviously have to pay for their own stuff uh, to play. You know they don't get paid like the Everton players do. You know they're not professional. Uh, if you check out the HTSA website and Twitter, uh, and I'll post a link in the comments as well. If you if you'd like to contribute to the women's, just so they can, uh, you know, I get games they, on, uh, then uh, then please do so. Uh,
5: just to get that in. Mind, they do play sponsorship as well. Yeah, you know, they do. Yeah. The season, there is uh, there is various players available. So if anybody is wanting to support it, then uh, get in contact with. Uh, I'm sure if you do it through Twitter or whatever, yeah. they'll be more than happy to. Uh,
4: Absolutely. Right. So uh, we'll go into uh, the final the final topic now, which is the uh, transfer window. Um, we're seeing a little bit happen now aren't we? in the transfer window. Things are starting to uh, open up at Huddersfield Town. Uh, ben Jackson has joined Meepo and Adam Clayton at Doncaster. So uh, best of luck to Ben Jackson. I think that's a, a progressive move for him. He went to Bolton last year at League Two. Uh, a little bit in and out but i think he finished quite strongly there. Uh Ben when i see him play always looks a bit too good for them because he's seen him play for the B team as well. Always looks a bit too good for the B team. Uh but not quite good enough for the first team so this is a a really good chance to bridge that gap from uh from the B team to Huddersfield so a good move and best of luck to uh to Ben. Uh who else has gone out? Someone else has gone out, I think, haven't they? Uh, Reese Brown is about to apparently go to Peterborough. Reese Brown's played a, oh. a massive amount. Oh. He's played seventy seven minutes for Huddersfield Town in two and a half years as Reese Brown, <laughs> and, and no no I'm, league I'm... minutes either. Uh, he's possibly due to go to Peterborough. Janino <laughs> uh, Bakuna moved to Birmingham, didn't he? Um, I think Huddersfield had a sell on clause with that, so you know it wasn't all bad, but a, re- a really strange move. Uh, and also, it's probably worth pointing out that Jamal Blackman, we mentioned last week, is training with us, but he doesn't need to sign by Monday because he's a free agent, so Huddersfield can pick him up at any point over the next two or three
2: weeks as well. Have we got Have we got um, Birmingham to play yet again?
4: Sorry? Yeah,
0: not far off, mate. Back oh, in the next you know away. he's
2: going to have an absolute world, you know. Yeah. Hopefully
0: he gets sent off week before, Phil.
4: Yeah. Uh, right, so uh, there's two players that Huddersfield Town have been strongly linked with, and I think we'll have a chat with them. Uh, what, uh, about them, not with them. That'd be good, wouldn't it, for the pod? Uh, we've been linked with uh, Morgan Rogers. Uh, Scott Parker said over the weekend that it's a possibility that he will be going Matt, back. Yes.
0: We've, got, we've been talking about outgoings. Let, let's cover it first. Mate, the, the panic over Luis O'Brien <laughs> going on my Twitter feed is off the scale, man.
4: Oh, I don't, These I don't see it happening.
0: Panicking, worried.
4: Relax, do Relax. I, I don't see him wanking his chest tomorrow on deadline day, I, nah. I generally don't, I, I think he's, I, I, I would imagine, I think if Huddersfield Town was smart, they would have, you know, this release clause would have, you know, would have, you know, a clause, you know, inside there would have to be, it would have to be executed at least 72 hours before the transfer deadline's finished, otherwise, you know, Huddersfield heard, Town, you know, a, would lose him it at the last minute.
2: Deal. It's a done oh. deal, apparently, I've heard, inside info inside him him. (laughs) uh,
5: he
4: knows nothing he knows nothing he's winding you up he's winding (laughs) you up
5: the only way that gets done is if if um, Phillips and Rafinha are on the way out at Leeds (laughs) uh, straight
2: swapping swapping
5: in 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 the light (laughs) but no I think unless you know Matt you mentioned it before you know the top of the domino effect where one moves and then three or four move underneath Mm. I think for Leeds to shell out that sort of money, they're going to have to let one of those two go to bring O'Brien in, and I don't see them letting either of them go. So you know,
4: they've been they've been after a guy from Salzburg, haven't they? A midfielder, and apparently they're not going to get him. Um So you know that might be why this O'Brien thing's come back around. But from you know Lewis has got a, a the stumbling block really is he's got a release fee. We don't know whether you know that release fee has what I just said. You know has to be ex, you know um, put in before Bill. you know an amount of time. So. We'll see, but I don't see it happening. Go on, Cos.
0: Phil, can I ask you from a player's point of view? With us being challenging for Premier League, do you think that affects players' minds thinking I want to hang about here to see? Not only really from an income point of view, but the players maybe who, if we were you know 16, 17, do you think that well, there's no point? I-, I want to move or speak to the agent? Does that play a big part, or is it honestly? Yeah, hundred percent,
2: hundred percent. You've got to. Th- I mean, to be honest, you're thinking about yourself, aren't you? So you're thinking about your next move, and you're thinking about making sure it's the right move. Um, I think for him, if, if Leeds want him, it's a tricky move for him really because, you know, it, does he see himself as, as someone who would start week in, week out for Leeds? No, no chance. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's what you're going to do, you're going to go to Leeds, you're going to fill a gap now and then when players are back, then where are you going to get your game time? Um, so it, I think it's, it's dependent on the individuals, to be honest. It's, it really is. But I think definitely with us pushing for promotion now, I think it will, will uh, you know entice him to stay um, if that is on the cards, we have no idea. do we, we don't know what's going on, so it's all kind of hearsay. No, um, I don't know for one think minute he'll think he'll I don't he'll
5: think he'll leave. I think the money is usually, you know, like you said, there, definitely. You know, yeah, you go to lead. You you fill a gap. Yeah. Normally, if you're being paid thirty grand a week more than what you're being paid, you're quite happy to do that. Exactly. Louis like, O'Brien could actually strike. I know you. You know he doesn't strike me as that sort of player he doesn't strike me as the sort of man who would want to go and sit on bench because once he once I always think those players that do that they move to Premier League club so say let's take El Brian as an example and he goes to Leeds on a three year deal and he only plays 50 games because he's just a bit bad player yeah he's earned a lot of money but when that three years is up who comes in for him because he's not in spotlight anymore (coughs) he's not been playing He'll he'll drop to League One maybe yep. just to restart his career, and you know, and then by then he's you know he's coming up to thirty. He's still got a long way to go. Don't get me wrong, but if he stays at Town and plays regular top end,
2: you get them policies, yeah. and get the money,
5: yeah, then you know, do you move to a a more substantial Premier League team? You know, it was it was maybe knocking on, you know, pushing for Europe and stuff. So sometimes I think players can be a little bit short sighted. It's easy to say when you're not in that position yourself. Yep. But, do I go and earn a lot of money for three you know, a decent amount of money for three years or do I stay where I am, play, and then in <coughs> five years go and earn double that somewhere else? And I think that's it's a it's an adjustment call for a player. He'll back
4: himself though, Pause wanted to get in that side well, that, you know, oh, yeah,
5: he'll back himself.
4: will yeah. back himself. He's he's a good player, he he would I think there'd be a period of transition, but I think he'd get in their side to be honest. Um uh, look, I can see what I can see why they're interested.
5: Yeah, I can see. If they come down in like you know, it might have been better if staying with us. But maybe, you but see, you can't. It's Crystal Palace situation. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah but you know, I think some players move. But like the thing is, though, Matt, I'd
0: be surprised if is there next season in the same way Bakuna yeah. went with Gerard and now gerard has gone. Van Bronckhorst don't fancy him, and he has to move. Him. Yeah, again, that's be bit back of his mind, mate. Not maybe at least, Maybe, but let's hope it's not an argument tomorrow. Yeah, today. I don't, I
4: don't Do what see. Happening? I think
2: I don't see happening. I th- I think, I, think I, would, I would not have been saying this at the start of the season, but I, I do think his, his recent performances in you know, the last couple of months have been very good. I think he's, uh, he's proven what he, what he can do. He's, he's kind of back to his, to his best on, on most occasions. So, you know, I, I don't see why not. He wouldn't, he wouldn't fit into that style of play. But, you know, it's, um,
5: it's yeah.
2: a deci- like, like Posit like said there, it's a decision for him, isn't it? You know, he, yeah. if he backs himself, he's going to kind of make that money anyway. Let, let the football do the talking. And and I think for me as a, as a player, you want to be playing all the time. And if he knows he's going to go somewhere where that might might not be the case, as someone like him, I think he will want to be playing and and be sure that there's a place in that team for him going forward. So
4: yeah. as, as, for, for me for me personally, I just don't see that domino fall. Like Paz has mentioned, dominoes. I just no. don't see that domino falling. It's not an anti Leeds thing, or you know, me saying Leeds are skin or anything silly like that. I just don't see that domino falling. I think Leeds are. And setting their sights on other targets by from what I've seen uh you know uh, and I think they might just wait till the wait till the summer <laughs> before and obviously what co says see what happens, but we'll move on from there if if Lewis does go, he's obviously dead to us if he goes to leeds so you know we'll, hopefully that does, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen, but you know um so we'll look at incoming, so we've been linked strongly with two uh, Morgan, like i said before Morgan rogers has been linked uh Scott Parker said. Uh, that it's a possibility that Man City recall him and send him out to another championship club. Uh, A few people got wind that that might be us, Blackpool or Forest, so he's been strongly linked. He's only played 219 minutes across 15 appearances, but Bournemouth, obviously, the strength and depth they have is ridiculous. You know how they'll pass FFP uh, will be a very interesting one, you know, if they don't go up this season. Uh, But they also had a 12 to 15 million buyout in there as well, if they went up. So, you know, he's a player very well thought of. Uh, You know, left side of, Strong, six foot plus, six two, I think he is winger, you know, cuts inside, hits the ball, was on loan at Lincoln oh, last year. Tino, good.
3: Tino, yeah, we'll Tino, move on to that in a
4: sec Tino, before you get excited. Aaron Moy Tino. over there. Uh and the the new one, it's not just Tino Pos uh Cozzi, it's Faustino Adibola Rashid Anderin is his full name. Uh and he or Tino Anderin, just to us for now on. Uh it's this looks like it could happen. Uh just the you know the right noises are being made at the minute, you know, in the right people from the right people. Uh, a big number 10 uh, who has been on loan from Chelsea to Lokomotiv Moscow this season. He's had an injury, uh, but he's played seven Russian Premier League games, two Europa League games, scoring against Marseille. Oh, you know, that's that's decent so level. So though, mate. Be sad,
0: played Europa League. That
4: doesn't no. <laughs> Not I this season. Not Italy. this season, he hasn't. Uh, but yeah, so... it have
0: got Tino in attack, Pearson at the <laughs> oh, back. Dear. That's how they're going to the Premier League. Come on, Tom. I'm
4: clipping that bit out and sticking it on, I think. Uh, yeah, so it sounds like he could play 8-10 wide up front, so it provides a lot of flexibility for Carlos and the number of positions he likes to play. Looks an exciting one, doesn't it? Uh, Cozzy's obviously excited, but what about Phil uh, Poz? Phil, uh, if this happens, looks a coup.
2: I have no idea about this kid, so I, I couldn't tell you one thing. <laughs> it's one of them where it's one of them where I, I like it when when you like. I mean, Liverpool are just signed this. Are they signing this Diaz or something? And straight away you go on signed, YouTube yeah. and look at the you look it's at there. the highlights. Goals, scores, assists. Unbelievable. Yeah. I remember Leeds Leeds once signed that lad from America, um, winger. I can't remember his name now, but they were, I remember being like my nephew, was like, "Look at this player, he's unbelievable," and oh, he were doing do you all sorts be, of mate. stuff. I like, look at
0: this guy. The I'm still honored by that on Twitter. Yeah, you exactly.
4: That was a shit <laughs> so video, so always, though, that?
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it? So yeah, they We said before. Didn't we said before. we need, we want players, we want attacking players, we want something a little bit different. So it is exciting, isn't it? You know, um, young kids want to prove themselves. Uh, exactly what we need really so it's a a good time to get him in at the moment I think looking at the way we've been playing Um, a little bit of creativity something off the bench a little bit of excitement so yeah fingers crossed there
4: yeah he's on mute yeah he's he's doing a me isn't he he's not even looking is he Matt I'll
0: just Matt I'll just put it before that but the thing that I like Chelsea must look trust us these teams don't give players to any old club man and, I, and there's no doubt in my mind that the Levi Core will feed the way he's played, the way we've
4: looked after Trev him. as well last so year. Much. Yeah. Casey Palmer, it, Izzy Brown, yeah. yeah, we've got a good
3: Trev's yeah. flying.
4: Trev's been, it's isn't Huge, him? man. Trev's doing well. Trev it's, it's ever since yeah. he started always, always said dodgy half said and half he haircut. Class. I, I, like yeah. I, I, I like Trev. I like Trev. I know I'll never forget Tino, the time I went. Right. Right. Oh of course this is a silly anecdote but at Moscow. I'll, I'll, they've said to Sparta Moscow if you want him 17
0: million so yeah. 17 million the Southampton fan Southampton fan team
4: as well for, and they've been looking at that I'll never forget Phil the time that I went to watch Town on Saturday Trev had his you know half and half haircut and I went to Ton Garden Centre the next day and the woman in the cafe had the same haircut I'll never forget that <laughs> classic um, is this,
0: this guy the, the X Factor we need mate to fire us in that he's place on place
4: mute he needs to take himself off mute first as pause?
1: come on pause. Yeah. Sorry, there, he, nope.
5: there, he is, <laughs> there he is, there he is. I had someone walking about and I thought someone was going to come in and say something to me, that's why I put myself in. The um, no, I was just saying the uh, just about the, the Tino thing, a, a fella from Portugal's uh, put a tweet in, uh, Chelsea fan, and he, sort of, he makes a good point, there's there's obviously will that's down here, Russell used to be at yeah. Chelsea, so you know he's got a good he probably knows them too, and he'll settle in well and it's just, you know, 17 odd games left FA Cup, chance of a bit of playoffs, it's a good move for him and as Phil said, I didn't no, we were until probably about seven o'clock tonight. So I don't really have <coughs> opinion on him. You know, I've never seen him play. I've just seen a picture of him. But you don't play at Chelsea till well, maybe you do without youngsters. We have, but there must be something about him and an un, somebody unknown coming in. No pressure, young yeah. kid. Here you go, mate. It's Twenty games a year. Something to you prove.
4: Go. The fans will get behind him as well because it's exci- it's an exciting one, He's isn't it?
5: It's new, yeah. Use use people like Shalabar as an example. Look, mate, this lad came to Walsfield. You know, did us did however many games and now look at him he's in first team mate Corwell he's come he'll be knocking on door at first team next year for Chelsea so I always think it's good if you can get people in from Chelsea you know look at Smith Rowe you can use that as an example so we we do seem to attract quite decent loanies. I remember days of getting you know random loans from God knows Cosi I remember
4: Andy Williams in the 90s that was a that was a belting loan Leon
5: Knight we got Leon Knight didn't we as a loan yeah Yeah, there you
4: go the video on YouTube by the way that Cosi loves
5: what a player he was what a player (laughs) Um, but yeah, he, um, yeah, he threw me off track there. But yeah, if he comes <laughs> as, as well, it's, you know, next season at Chelsea is, is knocking on door at first team, so it could only be good for everybody. You, there. So, and it, and if we, be... we get
4: promoted, it's seventy million quid. What's that drop in the ocean?
0: Guys, is it going to be good enough to get us in that six? This is this what we need?
4: Both a big uh,
0: call.
5: No, we can say. Can we, can
0: we
2: afford anything I else? Play.
0: I don't know. No, but would you get anyone else in post of a different position? Maybe
5: I'd be. Uh, but... I mean, if they <laughs> felt like a player's up front stroke 10, that's my main concern this year. But, you know, this window. and I would have hoped that somebody might have been lined up, but we'd take over rumours and everything there. You, you know, that could have put a stop to things. And you don't know, maybe maybe another centre-half if we're playing far across the back. Um, Someone who's a little bit more comfortable on ball to play out a little bit better than, than maybe um, Pearson and Lees can, because it's not really their game. They're excellent at other stuff, but they're not. As, as a percent comfortable at ball, as what you might like, so that could have been somewhere where we could have strengthened. But looking through leagues, um, there's not too much movement from anywhere really, so I can't see that we're going to be falling behind further away than anybody. Um, yeah, let, let's get this young fella in and actually play him though, because it annoyed me when we got meepo that we, he came and we didn't give him many minutes. Um, if he's going to come in, let's game it starting 11 and let him.
4: And that never It never denied. happens all that, does it? We he? you know he'll, he'll be on the bench
5: Sheffield first game. I looked at Sheffield United's game last night
0: watched that and they should be in the sixth, man. Their quality, it's ridiculous. You know, Conor, I mean, bloody hell, what wage is he on? And, you no, know, Egan, Billy Sharp, obviously, records. They've got top class on the pitch. And that's what I mean. Stokes should be above us. That, we've, there's no pressure on us. I know we've been up there all season. And for me, I, don't, I honestly, if it just fills us out 13, whatever, I don't think we can really grumble. But it's just, it's nice to be kind of just talked about as a, as a contender, isn't it? Where do so, you reckon but, we're
4: going to go? Where do you reckon we're going to go finish then? I did, a, I'll be really, I'll be honest, uh, really sadly the other day, I had a spare 10 minutes. And I did, if you go onto a website called The Fishy, I think it's an old Grimsby town thing, you can do a predictor and you can just press home, away, home, and away. Do you some of the results? Uh, and I, I did it and I had Huddersfield finishing 10th, um, which they were quite close, but not far off. Um, but that was obviously without signing anybody. I might change my mind on a few things now. But I had his 10th, I had. Um, Middlesbrough and Forest pushing up had Sheffield United missing out but you know but it's it's really tight isn't it and uh, I went on to I think someone said quite high up that we should sever ties with the second tier podcast cuz they've been throwing more shade at Huddersfield Town um I'll have a word with Ryan uh, and do you know what? actually Brad is recording with Justin Peach tomorrow from the second tier podcast and I will go on there and I'll give uh, Justin a uh, a virtual elbow drop for you but you know there's um I think we deserve to be in the conversation Cos, and that's where I'm going, you know, I think a couple, a month ago, six weeks ago, I think everyone would go, nah, we'll fall away, Not, not even mention us, but now it's like, do you know what, hang on, we're still there, like you say, Cosy, still swinging punches, I don't think we'll be going away anytime soon, we, I think we might finish 10th, but I don't think we're going to go away, I'll be honest. But
0: Wednesday's going to be a fascinating game, innit? it, because obviously we're coming off the back of it, and away we go again, just what happens, and Derby, obviously... I know my men don't count for everything, but incredible finish from that guy obviously dislocated his shoulder but they're going to come, buzz in, still think they get out of trouble. It's going to be a big test for us on Wednesday. I think that'll be a cracking game. That man.
4: Their away form's Great not. Game their game. away form, oh, wow. Derby's not as good as the home form. The home form's really good. Their away form's not that good. So hopefully. Get
2: Steamer. Hopefully.
0: Run at Steamer. <laughs> Run at the Steers, man. Put it on him. Steamer. Got an assist. Watching, <laughs> assist today, Cosie. If you're watching Steamer, Norwich performance, mate. <laughs> First game of that season. We want to see defending like that. Wednesday night, Steers. <laughs>
4: I think that's another <laughs> clippable moment as well, isn't it? Uh let's uh let's Just read out air, I know, I'm gonna read out some comments from the transfer window because I did ask the question in the uh the group uh, chat. Uh and we've got uh Morgan says, uh I'm trying to see if that's a Morgan I know, I'm not sure. Uh hold on to Lewis, get Tino announced and another lower league gem will do me. Uh Bez says, hope we get this lad from Chelsea in and maybe the keeper, but more important to keep O'Brien rumors of leads back in for him. Uh Richard Hookie says, Would love John Swift. And then Eddie Martin says, John Swift, if you can find 10 million down the back of the sofa. My, my, uh, my late dad had a really good saying when I used to go looking at cars and he said, it's all right buying that car, but you've got to be able to afford the fuel that goes inside it. And uh, I think yeah. that will probably, yeah, that will be, uh, you know, for John Swift, you know, I don't think 40 grand a week is going to be uh, possible.
2: For to be car. fair, any car at the moment, it's really expensive to run nowadays. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's a lot of pay. And you've got an electric, you've got an electric
4: one as well, Phil. But man's like Flintstones. Oh mate, I've had an absolute nightmare. So if anybody knows uh, anybody who's an auto electrician, uh, Mercedes auto electrician, I live in Leeds, obviously. And rats, fucking rats, have gotten underneath the engine and have bit through the wires. And uh, Mercedes are telling me it's going to cost me a minimum twelve hundred quid just to look at it. So if there's an auto electrician who can help me out out there with uh, a Mercedes. Let me know. Uh, James Johnson Say fund
0: me yeah rater, I, I know start an OnlyFans you want to drive a Toyota I go over that chopper Centre Bridge towards Whitton when it's about hurricane wind <laughs> would that blow off they just
4: blow it clean off wouldn't it <laughs> I
0: oh it yeah problem, man, massive that see you later, lads <laughs> juicy <laughs> more cream next week get your time <laughs> off we're
4: there oh, Cameron Littlewell says hope we get Tino on loan can't remember what happened the last time we had two players on loan from Chelsea yeah here we go Uh James Johnson says, David Fox has done a cracking job as loan manager, uh, getting our youngsters out playing properly mon- properly monitored, moved on to other clubs if they aren't playing uh, out-, out of position. So yeah, David Fox has done uh, a couple of uh, things on, uh, I think it's Town's, Twitter, uh, Town's YouTube channel, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting role, definitely. Uh, keep Lewis O'Brien, get Blackman in, and the lad on loan from Chelsea, loan Schofield out. I think Schofield might have an injury for a little while, so I'm not sure if that'll be possible. <sighs> uh adam cotch says leeds can't afford lewis they've got to find the money to pay for augustine yet so yeah they owe 18 million quid to red bull for uh reneging on a clause when they get promoted so that'll be interesting uh also uh max says keep o'brien sign rogers andrew in on loan and get a backup goalkeeper and that's a brilliant window uh and then adam also says this could end up being a very good deadline day as well uh just scanning through the last couple uh Richard Hookie's retracted a message and then said, "If you go points per game, we're finishing on seventy one If someone told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed at you uh, and Paul Jacobs says, we're seventh and still have not played our strongest eleven yet this season. Get Pipper and Cole fit, then we could push on, but don't want to go up this season um i don't think you can um I don't think you can say no if you're Huddersfield Town, and the chance to get promoted comes up um, It's just one of those things isn't it um and the last one was uh." Paul Jacob says, uh, this loan sounds promising. Backup keeper needed. Cherry on the cake would be if Toffolo signs his contract. Yes, Harry Toffolo has been known to listen to this contract every now and then. And so every now and then we throw in the sign your bloody contract, Harry Toffolo, and let's get things going. Uh, right, so uh, that's it from me tonight, guys. Uh, you guys got anything before we go? Any songs, Cozzy, uh, that you want? Or any COVID tips?
0: Just one from me, Matt. If, if anyone wants my ticket, if anyone wants my ticket for Wednesday, DM me and I'll, uh, I'll send you it on. It's south stand near pos at the front. It's obviously with COVID, I'm screwed now. Up for will
5: Tell of that, mate. Nobody will want it <laughs> if it's near me, mate. Be no points
0: thrown down there, so you'll be fine. But yeah, hopefully fit for the Banzai game. That'll be cracking on Saturday. But yeah, DM me and I'll first person will do it. I can send it on. There you go. Up the tower. If you
4: love the cause, give send him a DM yeah, and he'll have your sure ticket. It. Yeah, nice one, cause. Right, that's it for us this week. So thank you very much, everyone, uh, and we will be back uh, this time next week.
3: There's a team that is dear to its followers. The colors are bright blue and white. They're a team of renown, they're the pride of the town, and the game of football is alive.
1: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite
4: 90th minute goal?
2: Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley, great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via delivery afterwards. Three points, not Nugget, share box. spot on. Order delivery now via the McDonald's app. You in.